Welcome to the Broski Doodles Podcast. It's your boy Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes. And today we got you that fire movie review with the crew. And Dudeskis, I got a fucking wild one today. Uh, I saw this one recently. Um, it's called Gone Girl. It's available on Netflix. Um, you know, people that you might recognize on it, Ben Affleck and uh, the beautiful and talented Rosamund Pike. I hope I'm, I'm mentioning her name correctly. This is directed by David Fincher. He's a very interesting director that I enjoy. I have some criticism on certain movies, but I think overall he, he creates great experiences. Um, for the artificial world, bro. So Gone Girl. Um, I was a little bit hesitant to watch this movie because I personally don't enjoy Ben Affleck too much on movies. It's just not an actor that I personally like. And in this movie, I'll be honest with you, he was weird on it to me. I think a little bit miscasted. Um, despite that, though, I enjoyed this movie a lot. And mainly because of the main character, the one I think is the main character, which is the girl, Rosamund Pike, who's Ben Affleck's wife in, in, in the movie. Um, you know, this is one of those movies that is it, it, insane. This is not a real story, but you could see like an FX uh, crime docu series on some like shit that happened like this. I mean, that scene towards the end when, when she slits the guy's throat while they're having sex and all the little sick shit that she does, I think it's insane. I think it's insane. Uh, I think, well, I mean, pretty much the the, the the person that takes the whole, or a lot of the credit, I say, for the movie is Rosamund Pike. I mean, of course, David Fincher directed the shit out of this, and I like what he did with it. There are some criticisms that I will say. And I think that these criticisms I've had with uh, David Fincher in other movies too, like Seven, where sometimes some things don't feel right, like they feel a little fake, they feel like a little overacted. And in the case of, of Gone Girl, I saw that Ben Affleck's character, I think underacted, you know? When he finds out that his wife is missing, And of course, I mean, we find out at the end that he's not in good terms with her. and But still, he's too, like, not caring. And, and it's weird how nobody questions him about, okay, what was it, when was the last time you saw your wife? And I understand David Fincher does this to kind of, like, extend that mystery until the end. But I think that that also creates a bit of fakeness or unrealistic situation there because why the why haven't the cops asked Ben Affleck's character like hey dude when's the last time you saw your wife what was the last thing you guys did and you only find this out at the end which is that they that she kind of tells him oh we're gonna need to talk about something so he kind of was a little mad because he, he felt that there was some conversation about divorce coming up um so you know I mean for people to get a, a bit of context David Fincher has directed Seven, which is uh, the movie with um, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Zodiac, which is one of my favorite movies, uh, The Social Network, amazing movie. So he, he's a really good director. And, 
And, you know, in most movies, I like everything he does. But, you know, on this one, I think Ben Affleck's character is just so fake. And towards the whole thing, it almost seems like he's trolling you. Like, and I don't know if, if that's my own perception of it, but I, I didn't believe his character. Like, he he's too uncaring. He's too like, yeah, hello, if you can help me find my wife. I mean, otherwise, don't. And for a while, I felt like the movie wasn't going to make it, you know. But then at the end, it sort of spices up again. And Ben Affleck's character kind of takes life again. And that's when he, you know, sends the message through the, through the, through the little late night show that she sees while she's captured by her ex-boyfriend. Fucking, that's a, that's a fucking plot twist there. And then you can tell like, oh, Ben Affleck's like engineering how to like get into her mind and shit. So that part was cool. And I mean, overall, the, the movie, I liked it. I liked the movie a lot. It's just that I feel like at times, and I don't know if this was the director's fault or if it was Ben Affleck's acting, but his character just felt a little weird and odd at times. Um, you know, and the whole part about him and Emily Kratowski, Kratowski, I can't pronounce, I don't know, the model, right? He's going out with this like 20 something year old girl in the movie right after his wife gets captured, which looks really bad. And that also felt like a little douchey, like, like almost like it w that wouldn't happen in, in, in a real, st I don't know. There, there's little things with David Fincher movies that I can't put my hand on that just don't feel right. You know, like in Seven, you know, the, the movie's very like comic-y, like, like, oh, you're in like this Gotham City where it's raining all the time. And, and sometimes things feel like, like you can tell oh, this is being acted instead of you being, you know, in it. But I mean, is it, you know, obviously this is being commented by somebody that doesn't know anything about fucking film, you know. But, you know, I think everybody's opinion is, is worth. And I do see these movies and try to analyze them as much as I can with the, you know, uh, intellectual capacity that I have. So, of course, it is my opinion. Um, nevertheless, I, I thought the movie was great. That actress, Rosamund Pike, she's also in this movie called... I Care A Lot, which is available on Amazon Prime. And in, and in both that mo movie and in this one, Gone Girl, she's perfect for this like psychopath roles. And she does it so well. There's this scene on, on Gone Girl. I don't know why I always keep thinking Gone Baby or Gone. It's Gone Girl. There's this scene where when she kills the ex-boyfriend, which is uh, Neil Patrick Harris, I think. Neil... Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. She's all like covered in blood, right? And she starts kind of like crying, like, oh. and then she goes like crying. And then immediately goes to like this demented face, bro. Like, oh, like, oh, no, it's, it's all good. And, and then she continues her way after slitting this guy's throat and being bathed in the guy's blood. I mean, this is so, you guys, I mean, I mean, I think most people have seen this movie. And ideally, if you watch these episodes for the movie reviews you've already watched whatever it is that i'm reviewing otherwise that is my suggestion i think it's just more fun that part because uh, obviously i'm gonna spoil things you know um but yeah it's a thriller it's, it's, it's a it's a sick thriller i i hesitated for many years before watching this movie and i'm so happy that i did it and, and i'm glad that i'm reviewing it now i think 
this movie is sick. I'm pretty sure the ones that watched it think the same. Uh, obviously, I want to know your comments on it. I want to know, you know, what what you thought of it. Um, you know, when you when you think about the type of shit this this lady did, right, to try to like frame her husband into murder. There's this part there, right, where she fucks up, because her original plan was that she was gonna kill herself, but still frame her husband. Then when she got to the little camping thing after she left with all the money, right? That she, I think she, she, she got a bunch of cash money from credit cards and then left that dead. And then she's like, look, if they're gonna blame my husband for my murder, they're gonna think I'm dead. I can just start a new life. And I, and I have this cash. And she goes to this little campsite, right, to kind of hide. And she befriends the campsite neighbor, which is like this crackhead girl. And pretty much, you know, she fucks up because one night playing with her, like little golf with some guy that likes her, that looks very, you know, riffraff. They see that, that she drops a bag of money. And they already like, oh, look at her, look at her. That night, I would have gotten in my car and left that fucking place. <laughs> and the fact that she doesn't do this is just a little weird. And then she waits too long. Then they fucking rob her and take her money. And then that's when the shit changes for her because now she needs to call her ex-boyfriend. And the thing is, when the ex-boyfriend gets her, and you realize that he's going to capture her in his mansion, you kind of think, oh, no, so the boyfriend is crazy. But the thing is, the movie has you changing minds because, yeah, the ex-boyfriend is crazy, but she's fucking insane too. And to be honest, Ben Affleck's character is a little insane too because at the end, you know, the, 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 the way that he kind of goes along with shit. Um... The ending suggests that there might be like a Gone Girl 2 because, you know, they, the, 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 I mean, the, the movie ends with him wanting to fuck her over and leave her, but he, he can't just yet because apparently she wants, well, she's going to have a, like a kid and the kid is his kid, Ben Affleck's kid, because she got sperm from the bank where they kept it. Which, again, I mean, this is sick, like, so planned. This is like a villain, you know, this lady. And, and the fact that she's, like, hot, it makes it, like, even <laughs> cooler, you know, like like a hot girl that's smart and just fucking you up. And shit. I mean, not that I would want that. I'm saying, like, you know, and like, and like in an alternative universe, like, you know, that is kind of like a fantasy, you know, for many people out there, you know. For the broski doodles, I know you sick fucks like that type of shit. Atominatrix. No, but this lady, Ryan... Is fucking him at the end with like, hey, you want to fuck me and send me to jail? I'm having your kid. And that's what fuck. He's like, he's like oh, he, he fucking hits her against the wall. <laughs> so, you know, he's crazy, too. <laughs> it's funny because even the lawyers, the lawyer is played by Tyler Perry. It's funny how he, he even him is like, hey, bro, I don't even want to get involved in this shit anymore because you guys are crazy. Like you guys have some weird relationship. I kind of don't want to even represent you anymore because I don't know what you're about, what your ideals are. You know, you kind of know this lady murdered. And then he's trying to tell them, like, no, she murdered that guy. It, it wasn't rape, you know. And then he goes back with her 
So yeah, it suggests that there could be a second part. I'll tell you what. I've learned to understand that movies, when they end like this, where they end really good, there's some conclusion, but there might be some things there that stay in the mystery, like what will happen and shit. That's the best way to end an audiovisual experience and leave it there. If you have corporate get involved, they'll grab, you know, Gone Girl. They'll make a second part. But instead of making a second part, which you're already risking it, making a second part, like a second movie, that part is going to suck. Instead, they're going to do a fucking series on it and make it like three seasons and fuck the whole concept up. You know, like one of these things is I look at The Matrix, for example. The Matrix, if they would have left it at the first one, that would have been, that's it, like, a perfect uh, production. Everything else that came after that, to me, just declined in quality. Even graphically. I mean, this, the second and the third movie are horrible graphically. The first one is a masterpiece. The first Matrix. And, you know, there are a few exceptions to this. You know, there are some movies that when they do a sequel, it actually works. I recently, I'm going to review this one soon. The Blade Runner movies. Uh, you have Blade Runner, the original one in 1984 with Harrison Ford. And then the most recent one, the second one, is with Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford. Came out in 2019. I saw both of them. I saw both of them. I saw both of the movies. No, but they're both amazing. And I really thought they were going to fuck it up. And the second one didn't fuck it up. It's amazing. I'm going to review that one in depth. Because that one takes, you know, you got to take like a type of acid. That shit is weird. But I like that. I like it when it's weird, but it's also good. Like, it's not just weird to be weird. It's, it's actually good. So with uh, Gone Girl, yeah, don't make any sequels. No series. No nothing. Leave it how it is. It's an amazing movie. I want to continue to watch movies by this actress, Rosamund Pike. She's a British actress. Although she does very well the American accent. But I, I love her acting. She's amazing. Um, and for, for the people that are listening to this podcast and you haven't watched the movie, well, watch it, you know. I haven't really spoiled much if you just if you don't know the context of what's happening. But uh, if you haven't seen it, I mean, it, it's, it's an amazing movie. If you've seen it, please let me know what your comments are. Please let me know what you thought of it. Uh, if you... If you felt like me, that Ben Affleck's character was a little off-putting, um, I would give it give it a 7.5 on the on the Brosky Doodle scale. A 7.5. I'm tempted to go eight, but because of the quality of material that we review here, I, I, I need to be firm and, and and very you know strict. So I'm gonna leave it at 7.5. But I really enjoyed it. Gone Girl available on Netflix. Please let me know your comments, rate the podcast on Apple, on Spotify, that's free, subscribe, leave comments, that's all free, and will be greatly appreciated, and if you have any movie that you suggest that we should review, please leave it on the comments, we'll be glad to do so. Thank you, much love, peace.